Hello, 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 hello everyone, and welcome back to Formula E Byte. It is of course episode number 12, and we have just had this season's Monaco E-Prix. A lovely day it was down in Monte Carlo for round 7 of the 2020-2021 season. The sun was out, the backdrop was looking beautiful as always in Monaco. The iconic street circuit just looked fantastic. It really did. Monaco, wow. But this is not, this is not, I promise, this is not pro-Monaco E-Prix propaganda. It's not. It's not, honestly. And let's be honest, this show has had plenty of that from me in previous podcasts. I do have a soft spot for Monaco, an obsession with Monaco. But we are here to discuss the goings-on of that race and what it's done to the championships. That makes it sound like it's done something wrong. I just mean the effects, the outcomes of that race have had on the season and how the drivers got on. Qualifying was before the race, as always. It would be strange if it came after the race. And the top 10 in qualifying looked like this. 10th place, Norman Natto in the Rocket Venturi. 9th place, Alex Lynn in the Mahindra. 8th place, Pascal Verline in the Porsche. 7th, Nick Cassidy in the Envision. 6th, Oliver Rowland in the Nissan. 5th, Jean-Eric Verne in the Tachita. 4th, Antonio Felix da Costa, uh, Verne's Tachita teammate, of course. 3rd, Maximilian Gunter in the BMW. 2nd, Mitch Evans in the Jaguar. And 1st, Robin Frines in the Envision. And of course, the top six advanced into the Super Pole shootout to decide the starting order for those six drivers. And by the end, we had sixth place Oliver Rowland, fifth Maximilian Gunter, fourth John Eric Verne, third Mitch Evans, second Robin Frines, and for the first time this season, the reigning champion Antonio Felix da Costa was on pole, which was, by the end, the order in which they all finished. Which makes it sound like it was quite a straightforward race for them, the, the top six, that is. But it, it actually actually wasn't, as we'll, we'll get on to. But it does mean that for all Monaco E-Prix now, whoever has qualified on pole has gone on to win the race, which is an interesting stat. I don't know if that's the case for any other E-Prix. I should check that out, really. The fan boost winners were Da Costa, Verne, Bird, Van Dorn and De Vries. Now, for quite a large portion of the E-Prix, it wasn't our most exciting race we've seen this season, or by Formula E standards generally. And that's coming from me, someone who loves Monaco. If I had the money, I'd live in Monaco. And that's nothing to do with tax purposes, not that I'm saying people who move to Monaco do it for... I'm, I'm just going to stop. I'm going to stop talking. My point is, and I don't know how you lovely lot listening to this feel, but I thought it felt like for a lot of it, not a lot was happening. Certainly not by Formula E standards. 
And that has been a criticism of racing in Monaco in other racing series as well, in fairness. But some highlights or points to note from the race. Evans started the race really well. He had a good weekend overall. Sims had to retire early after basically having a car drive up the back of his, it looked like, after about a minute of racing. Good start from Frines as well. De Costa, the reigning champion, holding him off well. And Roland looked good from the off too. Then with about 39 minutes left on the clock, a lovely overtake from Frines for the lead. It was simple, but excellent. Very precise move from the Dutchman. And Gunter looked promising throughout the race. Rast had a good race until he ended up having to retire after a collision with the wall, which was a shame. And Sam Bird was solid and steady. Not a good weekend for Mercedes. Another weekend with a DNF for both Van Dorn and De Vries. But good news, their retirements were separate of each other. They did not crash into each other like in Rome. We had a really exciting part of the race where it seemed to be livening up at last. De Costa and Frines had swapped positions a few times and with about 18 minutes left on the clock were ahead of everyone else by some distance. Da Costa took the lead using fan boost with about 16 left on the clock and whilst they were battling Evans in third caught up with them and managed to overtake them both brilliantly taking the lead, at which point Rast hit the wall when racing Cassidy and we had a safety car which came and killed a lot of the momentum the race had just built up. It was it was really unfortunate timing because the race felt like it had just got going at last. The race restarted with just over six minutes plus one lap to go and for those final six minutes, the top six of Evans, De Costa, Frines, Gunter, Verne and Roland in various positions during this time had a really good battle amongst themselves. So I guess in many ways it sort of picked up where it left off, probably because the safety car kept them bunched together. But I can't help but feel that that safety car robbed us of some really good racing or more. We would have had more of it. I'm, I'm just being greedy. And the end of the race was certainly, certainly exciting. Da Costa overtook Evans for the win on the last lap and then Frines also managed to steal second place off of Evans right on the line. Really excellent stuff. So let's take a quick look at who finished in the points. 10th place was Audi's Lucas Degrassi, 9th Alex Lynn, 8th Nick Cassidy, 7th Sam Bird, 6th place went to Oliver Rowland, 5th place for Maximilian Gunter, 4th for Jean-Eric Verne and the podium, 3rd Mitch Evans, 2nd Robin Frines and the winner Antonio Felix da Costa. Sebastian Buemi just missed out on the points in 11th, Mortara was in 12th just ahead of his teammate Norman Natto. They were unlucky to miss out on points this weekend. Tom Blomqvist also joined them inside the top 15, finishing in 14th place in the Neo. And I'll be honest, I think Blomqvist has really impressed me this season. I think Neo in general, I've, I've really enjoyed. De Vries, Van Dorn, Rast and Sims all did not finish, as we've mentioned, but also Pascal Verlein in the Porsche joined them as another DNF. 
No points at all for Porsche. Not a great weekend. Lotterer finished in 17th. And now it's time for my favourite my favorite time in, in Formula E-Byte. It's time to discuss the podium predictions. I predicted in the last episode that the podium would be Bird, Rast and Roland. So I was, I was completely wrong. Roland and Bird finished in 6th and 7th and Rast did not finish the race. And we didn't have any correct listener submissions either. Not that that's a consolation. It's not, it's not a competition. Everyone's a winner, apart from Bird, Rast and Roland, annoyingly. Jack was close with his submission. He went for Vern, Gunter and Roland, which weirdly was almost like a secondary podium because those drivers finished 4th, 5th and 6th. There were a few shouts for Gunter, actually. Luke thought Gunter would be there because of his more aggressive style, and I agree, I think that's probably why Gunter looked so sharp in Monaco. And Charlie said Gunter as well. He said Gunter's time is now. Well, we were we were all wrong, but I think Gunter's time might be soon. So he may well be in my next podium prediction, but you'll have to wait and see. And if you would like to email any predictions, please do. You can email show.formulaebyte at gmail.com. And of course, we now need to take a look at the Drivers' Championship as well as the Teams' Championship because, as you can well imagine, the Monaco E-Prix has shaken things up quite a bit. So, the top 10 in the Drivers' Championship. 10th place is BMW's Jake Dennis with 33 points and one place above him with two extra points is Oliver Rowland. 8th place on 39 points is René Rast. 7th is John Eric Verne on 46. And now this is where it starts to get quite interesting because until now, the Mercedes drivers and the Jaguar drivers looked like they were starting to get away from the pack, but they've really failed after round three. They've been so inconsistent. So now in sixth place, we have Stoffel van Dorn on 48 points, only two ahead of Jev in 7th. Now Van Dorn has had two DNFs in a row now, round 6 and 7, and then just one point above him in 5th place is Sam Bird. Again, he, he did pick up points in Monaco, but round 4, 5 and 6, he didn't get anything. And this is where I think it gets really quite interesting because 4th place on 52 points is Antonio Felix da Costa who in the last few rounds has found some pretty good form and he's he's found himself quite quickly back into contention. It took him a while to get going, but I'm going to say it, the title defence is well and truly back on. It looked like it might be getting away from him this season, but he's not far off now because just two points ahead of him in third is Mitch Evans on 54 points. Nick DeVries, like his teammate Van Dorn, hasn't picked up any points in the last two races. He finds himself second place with 57 points. And top is Mr. Robin Frines with 62. And Frines is in really good form. I think the Drivers' Championship is really open now, which is great because we're, we're heading into the second half of the season now. So that should be quite a tasty end to the season. I couldn't call 
I really couldn't tell right now who's going to come out on top. And in the teams championship now as well, the top four teams especially are really close. So fourth we have Envision with 81 points. Third place to Cheetah with 98 after having scored the most points of all the teams in Monaco. Jaguar are second place with 103 points. And top still, but only two points ahead of Jaguar with 105 points. Our Mercedes, who, I hate to keep bringing it up, haven't scored any points from either drivers in the last two rounds. So it's, it, it's so close, and it could change so quickly, both in the drivers and the team's championships. So the next couple of E-Pres especially will be very interesting, very important, very telling as to how the remainder of the season will go. We've got a little gap now. Our next race is in Mexico on the 19th of June and then again on the 20th. And overall, including those two races in Mexico, we've got eight races left. Two E-Pris in Mexico, two in uh, the US in New York, two in the UK in London and two in Germany in Berlin. And then that's that. Drivers, you know, if they do want to win the championship, which of course they all do, they can't really afford to be missing out on the points now in the races we have left. So now really one or two mistakes could be absolutely costly in both championships. So yeah, it's looking really interesting now as we head into the rest of the season. But that is where we will end this podcast for today. So make sure you are subscribed to Formula E Byte wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to follow on Twitter and Instagram as well at Formula E Byte. I've been Andre and I'll see you in the next one.